Hi, I'm Heather with First Pioneers Federal Credit Union, and welcome to the Money Tips No One Told You podcast. Here at First Pioneers, we love helping you understand your finances better and giving you the tools you need to be financially successful. Here, we're going to talk about financial terminology, how different accounts work. We're going to share tips that make your financial life easier and so much more. Are you ready to dive in? Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we are diving into what I believe is a crucial topic that affects all of us, and that's identity theft and online security. I mean, in today's digital age, protecting our information has never been more important, especially when it comes to safeguarding our hard-earned finances, right? So grab a notepad and get ready to learn some valuable insights on how to stay secure in the digital world. Identity theft is a serious crime that occurs when someone uses your personal information, such as your name or social security number or credit card details, without your permission, usually for financial gain. And it can lead to devastating consequences, both financially and emotionally. Identity theft is like this silent predator that sort of lurks in the digital shadows. And cyber criminals use a variety of tactics, such as phishing emails. Um, Some people will call this social engineering. Let me give you a quick definition of this. It's the use of deception to manipulate individuals into divulging confidential or personal information for fraudulent purposes. I know we probably all get those emails all the time, right? Where it says something like your Amazon account has been disabled and click here to update your info. Um, I get them from Cox a lot. That's my internet provider. And I get them that'll say I need to update my info so that my account doesn't get locked. Those are examples of phishing. Another example would be folks that are victim of a data breach. And these are just a couple of methods that are used to gain access to our sensitive information. But once they have your data, they can open fraudulent accounts, they can make unauthorized transactions, and it can really cause significant financial damage. Let's talk about a real life example. And in this case, the victim involved received a very innocent looking email from what appeared to be their bank. And the email requested that they update their account information right away. It was made to look like it was a really urgent matter. And so the victim thought they could trust the email since it looked like it was from their bank. So they clicked the link included and provided their details. It was only later that they realized it was a phishing scam as that link was not to their bank it to the scammer, which allowed them to get access to the person's accounts. And one way you can protect yourself is to basically be skeptical of a request like this for your personal information. Legitimate organizations, especially your bank or your credit union, will never ask for sensitive details like that through an email or even over the phone. Um, And the link they include in these types of emails look legitimate, but they go straight to the scammer. Like we said, they often sometimes will even go so far as to create a website 
that actually looks authentic and looks like that organization or that bank or that credit union. Another action you can take is to regularly monitor your financial statements and your credit reports for any unusual activity. And then if you see anything, you take care of it right away. And a big one that's recommended is to use strong and unique passwords for all your online accounts. It's also recommended that you use different passwords. Don't use the same one for all your accounts. I know that's what you want to do because it's easy to remember, but you need to use different ones. And if you're like me and you have trouble keeping track of all those passwords, you can consider using something like a password manager. These will help you keep track of them and they're also secure. Just remember though, never give your password out to anyone. I want to go back to the data breach that we mentioned. A data breach is often really beyond the control of the consumer because it's happening on the end of the people that the business that got breached. You may recall various times where stores or companies have reported, you'll see it on the news, that they had a data breach. So you need to, you know, if you have an account there, check your account, check your credit cards attached to it and things like that. I remember this one time hearing about one with Target, and then I remember hearing one about Sony. I remember those in particular because my son actually does a lot of gaming, and he's online. And we had an account for Sony, which was for our PlayStation. So when we found out about the breach, we had to go into our account and change our information, change our password. We actually even removed um, credit cards that were on there for a while at least, um, to make sure that no one could get to them and use them. Again, these are not really in our control, something like a data breach, but it's important to pay attention. And if you know of a breach, then take the steps that you need to, to protect yourself. And the best way to do that is go directly to your account and change your information. You never want to follow a link in an email because you don't want to end up like our example that we talked about before. So always go directly to the website and directly to your account. Now let's shift our focus a little bit to some practical tips for safeguarding your online presence and consequently your finances. One of the simplest yet most effective measures is enabling two-factor authentication wherever it's available. What this does is it adds an extra layer of security because it requires a second form of verification. And that may be something like a text message or maybe even a fingerprint. And that's going to be in addition to your password. And if you're like me, I know what you're thinking, that that just seems like a lot of work. It's extra steps and it takes more time to get into your account. But it really does help your account be more secure. So in the long run, that extra little bit of time that it takes is worth it to keep all your information secure. You also want to consider the role of public Wi-Fi networks in your online security. And look, I know public Wi-Fi can be really convenient when you're out and about and doing things during the day, but they really are a prime hunting ground for hackers. And when you connect to an unsecured Wi-Fi network like that, 
your data can be intercepted and it can really potentially expose sensitive information. So to stay safe, really avoid accessing confidential accounts or doing things like making financial transactions when you're on public Wi-Fi. But if you really have to, and it's something you really need to do, then consider using what's called a virtual private network. You've probably heard it called a VPN. And what that does is it will encrypt your connection so it helps protect your information. So if you're finding yourself having to use public Wi-Fi, especially a lot, then you may want to consider getting a VPN and um, loading it onto your phone or your computer or whatever device that you're using. Now, what about social media? How can our online activities impact our security? Have you ever thought about that? Look, social media is a treasure trove of personal information for a cyber criminal. Scammers can use the details you share on your social media pages to then create convincing phishing attacks or even to guess your passwords. Remember the emails we talked about before? A scammer, cyber criminal, could watch your post and get information about what kind of accounts you have and then send an email just like in our example. So we really recommend that you be mindful of the information that you share online. Things like your birthday, your location, where you work. That all could be used by a scammer. Your kid's name or your anniversary are all things that help someone know who you are. How many of you have passwords that pertain to one of the things I just mentioned? Your anniversary, your kid's name, your birthday. So for one thing, try not to use personal information like that as passwords. And for another, be careful what you share. You may also want to review your privacy settings on your social pages because, you know, you can control who can see your post and that would limit the amount of personal information that's available to the public. So you may want to consider some of those things as you continue using social media. Now let's talk about some practical things that you can do to help you safeguard your finances against identity theft. We said this before, but it's a great idea to regularly check your credit report. And it's also a great idea to make sure you're doing the same with your financial statements. You're looking for any unfamiliar transactions or even accounts that you didn't open. You want to make sure everything looks correct and that you don't see anything that you didn't do or that you didn't authorize. Because the truth is, catching that potential fraud early can really significantly reduce the damage. Now, this is something a lot of people don't think about doing, but you can also consider placing a credit freeze on your credit reports. That way, no one can open an account. They would be told, oh, this credit is frozen. And especially if you weren't planning to open any new accounts anytime soon or, you know, make any large purchases that would require credit. And it won't prevent you from doing your day-to-day -day financial transactions. And then, of course, if you ever need to purchase something on credit or apply for credit, you just remove the freeze for that time. You can also put a fraud alert on your credit reports. That way, you would get an alert if any if anything tried to go through your credit. 
Of course, both of these can be really helpful. It can help prevent um, that unauthorized access to your information. And what about online shopping and payment security? Like we all know how convenient online shopping is. And if you're like me, it's something you do frequently, maybe even daily. But it's crucial to make sure you're doing it securely. Start with only shopping from reputable websites that use secure payment methods. So when you look at a website, it'll either start with HTTP or HTTPS. So you would see HTTP slash www.firstpioneers.com, for example. But you're looking for one that has the HTTPS because that S stands for secure. There'll also be a little padlock icon that's beside the web address. Both of these let you know that the site you're on is secure. So we recommend that you check out any new sites before you order, make sure it's secure, and that it's a reputable site. And if you aren't sure, it may be best to just not use it because it's best to be safe. You could also consider using what's called a virtual credit card for online transactions. This helps isolate your actual credit card information from potential breaches. Um, a virtual credit card is a unique credit card number that allows you to do transactions on your main credit card account without exposing your account number. And you can contact your card issuer to see if they have a virtual card that's available for you to use. Next, I want to talk a little more about passwords and the importance of that strong, unique password, because strong passwords are really your first line of defense against cyber threats. You want to create complex passwords. It should be a mix of upper and lowercase letters, of numbers and symbols. We all see that, right, when we have to create a new password somewhere. They want you to do that so you have a more secure password, something stronger. Avoid using easily guessable information like birthdays, like names. And if you have that complex mix, then it's going to be much harder to guess. But remember what we said before about your social media shares? People could start to guess your passwords just by using different combos of the information that they saw on your Facebook page. And again, it's also suggested that you don't use the same password for everything. I know that can be hard, but it really is safer. And like we said, if managing those multiple passwords seems daunting, try that password manager to help you keep track. And of course, I have a couple bonus tips today. The first one is, you know, many of us still have paper records for a variety of things. Um, you may still get a credit card statement or a bank statement that's paper. Um, if you have investments, you may have records of that. Um, your mortgage, really just any manner of things could still be a paper record. And you want to make sure that you're keeping those safe as well. We've been talking about the digital and the online, but the paper needs to be kept safe too. So, you know, don't leave them lying around where just anybody could read them. You know, keep them in a safe and secure place, file cabinet, drawer, something like that, um, where you know where they are and you know that they're secure. Second, always be aware of your surroundings when you're using your cards. And that goes for credit cards and ATM or debit cards. 
You want to be on the lookout for things like credit card skimmers. Um, you know, when you use your point of sale device, that's the place where you either insert the chip of your credit card or you swipe your credit card. You want to make sure basically that it looks normal. And a really common place for this to happen is at a gas pump. So maybe give the little device a little tug and make sure it's secure because a lot of times those skimmers won't be. But the skimmer actually looks like a regular terminal, but they're actually secretly gathering your information. So just make sure that it all looks normal before you use that device, that point of sale device. Shoulder surfing is something to be aware of as well. If someone's maybe standing a little too close and kind of looking over your shoulder, they may be watching for you to put your number into your cell phone or your laptop or watching for you to put your PIN number on the ATM or on a PIN pad wherever you're checking out. So just be aware of that. There are some thieves that will use their cell phones to capture your data. So be aware of people standing nearby, you know, like I said, a little too close and especially if they're using their phone. It's really unfortunate, but there are some people out there who will prey on others and are hoping they can find information they can use. But I hope after today, you feel like you have more knowledge and confidence that you can keep your information safe. Remember, you wanna stay informed and put some of these ideas into practice to protect yourself in the digital landscape. Look, by practicing good online habits and staying vigilant, you can significantly reduce the risk of falling victim to identity theft or any kind of financial fraud. It's up to us to take charge of our financial security. Our digital presence is basically an extension of ourselves. So let's stay safe, informed, and connected. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you found this information helpful and we'd love it if you'd give us a rating and don't forget to favorite or subscribe to the show. There are several ways you can find us if you need further information or you need to speak with a financial counselor. You can visit us in person in Lafayette or New Iberia, Louisiana, or you can find us at firstpioneers.com. There, you can find out how to become a member of our family and find out other financial information. Be sure and check out the show notes for important links and other information. And as always, we're here to help in any way that we can. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time.